TSR audience, welcome back. Hopefully, hopefully you've listened to the albums by now. Uh, we're going to dig into our top 10 songs. Same sort of situation where we'll break down, go 10, 10, 10, 9, 9, 9, until we get there. A little less banter on the songs, but uh, let's dig in. I think I'm going to go first here. Um, and for the listeners out there, my 10 on my list right now is completely blank. I didn't write it down. I wasn't sure what I was going to go with. But I'm going with an album we haven't reviewed, but we are going to review. We're going to review it early in the year. Um, it's the title track from the Beth's Expert in a Dying Field. Don't know if you guys will know it, but I think it's just a fantastic indie rock album. I love a good girl singer. It just hits, hits so many notes for me. Um, had a lot of contenders here of what could be, but uh, number 10 for me, boys. Yeah, this is a this is a uh, interesting one because I haven't heard them yet. So, for me, you know, not you know, listening to the best yet. Like, what can you could you explain this, Sam, like quickly, just so we can kind of understand? Well, I'll tell you if it makes if it makes it easier. Um, and I don't want to spoil what's to come, but I don't have any Maggie Rogers on my list, even though I love that album. But um, very comparable in that like indie rock girl, like up tempo, good lyrics. That kind of stuff. Very comparable in that way. Just a little more substance for me that just elevated over uh, Sh- Shadow to uh, Shatter by Maggie Rogers, which finished 11. I have nothing to add. I haven't heard it yet. Very excited going to the new year to uh, to do it, but Rita, have you listened to that yet? Can't comment specifically. I listened to the album and I, I liked it. and Enough to say, hey, thumbs up in the group chat and stuff. So uh, we'll zero in on that one when we review it in the new year, but I like it. Damn. Yep. What's up, guys? So, all right, my number ten. Um, kind of leading on what Lenny said with the start of the whole uh the whole podcast for our last uh, for part one. Um, this song is going to be "Tell Me" by Sorry. Um, again, this uh, an album that came out of nowhere, left field, a band that neither of us have heard of, but we all gave a very high review. Um, like we'll touch on, I won't go too far into it, but the the call and response of the two songwriters just based on their chemistry back and forth like that song is great i know you liked it we had the same uh same favorite on the album but just the kind of like um synth kind of soundscape in the background just like the like the sounds they're using and just like the, the kind of like quiet voice very calming back and forth it's a really cool really good chill song to kind of put on so yeah number 10 for me yeah it's really great in transition like as the song goes they have like four different i think three or four different sounds entirely from from start to finish so it's really good yeah that's no, a great song yeah this is one of the ones that they wrote separately i think i read that yeah. yeah yeah they came together with two different sounds but an idea for the same song and you can feel it when you listen to it. really good song pure chemistry really it's it's just talent it's insane to think about really so we'll go with my number 10 and this is a band we all know and all knew death cab for cutie ran mcnally so this one i, I don't know something like personal hit when i've read the story about the song and he was saying like you know band members have come and gone but this is an album that kind of is like a shout out to them everything we've gone through where the band is now and i just thought that was really special and i find myself continuing to put it on it's just it's a throwback to to their sound and lands at number 10 for me there was heavy contention for number 10 but uh it stuck great tune great album man. Mm-hmm. it's um no particular thoughts on the song itself, but it's an album that none of us chose in our top five. But uh, I do have to say it's an album that deserves some shout out. If you're into that like old school indie rock, it's definitely much better than their last few efforts and well worth a listen. Yeah. Like I touched on when I put um, Alpha Zulu in my top five, just a band that very disappointing the past few albums for the you know past few years and uh, put out a high, a high quality album. We all give a good review. Uh, very impressed. Uh, you know, it's a great song. The COVID effect. That was a quick number 10, boys. It's quick, yeah. See how this goes now <laughs> for number nine. Uh, so number nine for me is from my number three album. It's um, Wet Dream by Wet Leg. Another Wet Leg reference. 
Uh, it's just like everything I said about the album in terms of it being raunchy, fun. This is um, where it pinnacles for me. Um, and the cherry on top is that if Harry Styles, the greatest pop star going right now, thinks it's uh, well worth covering, then it's a song of the year for me. Yeah, for sure. I kind of gave it a bit of flack for your number three album, but it's a great album. And I'd love to see him live. It looks super fun. And for me, the album is like, 1A, 1B with that song and Shez Long. I really like both of those. Yeah, it's like, um, like you said, it's like when, when an artist recognizes another artist for them to do it like, like they could have been, they must have been over the moon for him to like to cover their song. Like, yeah, well, get better, you know, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, like, and they had no idea either, like, exactly. or at least they made it seem that way in terms of like their reaction on social media and stuff when the video from, I think Harry Styles did it live on like BBC or something like that. Mm -hmm. He just covered a song and they just flipped, right? And yeah. and I remember telling a few of my friends like this song's so good, and they're like, "Man, I feel like I heard this song somewhere." And they just heard it through Harry Styles, not through Wet Leg, right? So yeah. uh, it speaks to it, and kudos to them. Oh yeah, no, it's a great song. Um, okay, my number nine. Uh, this is an artist that I uh, neglected in my top five albums, but uh, loved a lot of songs on the album. This is. Uh, it's uh, Smile on My Face, Fred Again. Number one song for me. There's a lot of good uh, dancing stuff on there, but as far as emotion, I feel Smile on My Face kind of encapsulated what he was going for in the album. Really nice, groovy kind of uh, synthy bass line with a, a beautiful uh, vocal on top of that, but it was uh, it's a great... I know it was your favorite as well, so... Yeah, I mean, uh, this was... Um, it cracked my top 15, 20. Um, definitely my favorite on the album. Just like really good tune. Yeah, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say. I, I can't really break down. I think me and Reed often struggle with this in terms of breaking down EDM music and, and what goes into it and stuff like that. And you definitely have the background to be able to do that. But it's... We, we'd love to see it live. Yeah. We, Absolutely. We, as yeah. we did yeah. at Coachella and it was... Did he play this live? No. Did he play it at that point? Not this one, no. no. But... Uh... When you understand like how he does it live and like how he actually uses a drum machine to create the sounds, yeah, you can only imagine how good it is, you know, in a live setting. Yeah, just him playing that drum machine is just incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's super fun to watch. Yeah. Okay, my number nine is "Feel No Pain" for Freddie Gibbs, featuring Anderson Pack and Raekwon. So this one for me is just like classic vibey rap tune. Really gets me going every time I listen to it. Love when Freddie comes back in the second verse and he's like, shit heavy, but I carry it with ease. Like, uh... It's like I'm listening to the album. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it's uh, just banger ba uh, rap track. One of my favorites of the year. And lands there. Yeah, it, was, it was a great album. I'm glad that we uh, kind of ventured more into the hip-hop side, you know, by the tail end of that year. But uh, no, it's a great song. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was just telling you guys today that I... Uh fixed up the playlist with all our favorite songs and uh, this just happened come on didn't love the album so much but i was like damn good banger here mm -hmm. great real great little song great we're just fucking flying through these days eh? fine. Fine. <laughs> uh okay number eight just looking over here oh okay yeah another special shout out to an album i hold dear um spoon lucifer on the sofa I think we all collectively love this album. For you too, it really caught you off guard as not knowing the band. I definitely knew them, loved their last album and whatnot, but uh, Held by Spoon, the opener of the album. Mm -hmm. It's just like a perfect little bluesy guitar riff with some reverb. And then when Britt Daniel comes in and just, it's like, held me like a little baby, and he just like really holds the baby. And I don't know, man, it's just a great fucking tune. It's great rock song and we don't get that enough right now mm -mm. and it's like um like i said like when i was doing my top five you were like you know they didn't go away like they're still making good music they're yeah. just not in the spotlight you know and like you look at their instagram you look at their social media like they're not and i feel like this band like they're not trying to build this giant fan base just, they just are really good artists and they're making really good music and that was a, a supremely good album and i was caught off guard for sure yeah the song. first half was fantastic like Super good. I tailed off a bit in the end. Like it probably would have ended up top five if it had to keep that momentum going. Oh, but yeah. yeah, the first like three are great tracks. You throw it on at the beginning, and yeah, so really yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. That song specifically was yeah, really yeah, yeah. You got that, and then the hardest cut, and then mm -hmm. Devil Mr. Jones or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, just like a kick-ass openers. 
amazing album um i love his vocals man it it, it just hits um for those that may not have heard of spoon but like as canadians i think we all know um sloan another five letter uh band but like very similar in that they've been make, making music together same group since like early 90s and it's just impressive that they're still making good stuff mm-hmm has their sound changed at all? Just like what they Not do, at all. Just like it's like a timeless sound. Yeah, it's just like really good rock stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, my uh, my eight is a uh, is a girl that I've kind of neglected in my album uh, reviews, but uh, or at least in my uh, top five. But uh, Mitski stays off. Um, I feel like this song here kind of encapsulates what I enjoyed with the kind of like stripped back uh, retro eighties kind of vibe. It has a really nice. Uh, uh, groovy like bottom end to it and just she's just in top form and uh yeah that song is the catchiest one for me on that album definitely yeah i mean like it's a great great song on a great album and the crazy thing about it like that would probably be like my fifth favorite yeah (laughs) Yeah, like i i mean i just touched on it being my my second favorite album of the year and yeah it's just it's one of those ones that I touch on this as how she like has these minimalistic songs, but also these really upbeat ones. But this is like the one song on the album that has a bit of both. And I can see why you would like that, but it's absolutely beautiful song. I mean, it's like contrast. Like there's a part where like the, the baseline is going and then it all cuts out and she's just like quietly singing yeah. and like it goes up and then the drums kick in and just, it's just kind of like up and down with the energy that she's so good at because it really just kind of, uh, kind of highlights her voice and how good she is as an artist. So yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, I can't say I have too much to add. Like, I'd have to go back and fire it up to remember, to be honest. But like I said, Mitski, uh, that album was good shit. Top two for London. Eight yeah. for me was already on the board. Already on the board. We got Sorry with Tell Me. Nice. So I want to re- elaborate too much more. But just the transition, like the slow, creeping, almost like haunting intro to when the bass picks up and they really get into it and like two minutes in you're you have a totally new song than the one you started with and just super strong like never heard of these guys before and i think these are these are type of songs that build a career like uh the album starts off super good and uh it was your top what lundy four my number five yeah your number five so gonna be interesting to see where these guys go because uh alternative wise they scratch a lot of itches and i'm glad we got it in this year they have like a '90s kind of like the Portishead kind of feeling to it, right? Yeah, like well, that's a lot in. Yeah, producer helps exactly. Yeah, and it's like um, this is a song for me that I felt um, like he's singing and it's really good, and then she just comes in with this kind of slow, and then like this like synth kind of goes off in the background. It's like yeah, this is the sound. This is what they're doing, yeah. and I, it was just it was. I mean, yeah, there's only a couple crazy. songs on the album where they both sing, yeah. and this is one of them. It's a calm response. Like, he says something, she says something. You can tell they both write, and like you said, they, they're going back and forth. Like, yeah. She's probably sending him some work and sending it back, and yeah, it's, yeah, I th- it I, works so well. You know, I, I touched on this in my review, but I don't think I called it out on, on the pod itself, but they're never content with sounding like something that they already sounded like. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're always innovating, and this is a great example of that. Seven. Seven, seven, seven. So this is a song you guys probably don't know. I tried to get you guys to review this album, <laughs> but you weren't into it. Um, so it's the 1975, <laughs> the 1975. Um, so funny enough, they have like six albums. Every opening song, they title the 1975. Wow. This has a, I think you're both familiar with song. It's like an all my friends LCD sound system type piano, okay. type piano type build. And it's just, they always find a way to really hit where culture is right now in terms of the lyrics. And the same way I touched with Wet Leg in terms of like, I know we sh- like caring about stuff and like how much shit's going on. And they have this repetitive line, I, I'd hate if I was living and I was 17. Like that's just so like on the nose. Like can you imagine being a teenager right now? Like you can do no right. Yeah. It's not you can do no wrong anymore. It's yeah. you can do no right. Yeah. So true. It's just so like, it's just like you know, like Zoomer dread. You yeah, know? it's like yeah. So like he touches on earlier. He's like, so. he's like, yeah. When I was twenty five, I said and did whatever I want, like in some yeah. format. And then he's like, and now these youth just can't do it. And it's well worth your time. I think you'll both like the song if you just listen to the song. I can see not liking the album, but the song itself is really good. I think a big issue with that album it was like there was such a strong 
like the lineup of albums we had to do and we were just passing some yeah. albums and like it was just so my first pass i was like there wasn't anything to me i don't know if like the album's like that but nothing to me like stood out to be like this is there's some great stuff in here you know what i mean yeah yeah no i really thought the album was good on first few listens but it ended up fading for me like i would have never even came close to top five maybe not even top ten but the song itself really resonated and yeah, I might have heard, but not enough to, like, comment. I'll put it on for you guys after. Yeah, to your point, though, on growing up, like, everything is, like, bigger conversation here, at, like, after, but, uh, like, good and evil, bad and evil, like, choose a side in, in today's world, and it's just fucked up. It's social media. Listen, there are people that are being born, and their parents have a Facebook, like, they can see their whole lives mm -hmm. babies, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, we just live in a crazy world right now, and... It would be hard for anybody. So, yeah, touching on that kind of stuff is obviously dark and kind of, you know, kind of. It's a cynical look on it's things. It's very cynical, but yeah. I mean, some of the best music is cynical. So, yeah. Um, my seven is uh, another spotlight that I did personally at FKJ, Let's Live. Um, this guy is just like, these guys know. We saw this guy at Oshega, didn't know who the hell he was. He had like a, uh, like a rotating instrument rack that he would just play, you know, guitars, pianos, saxophones just like a talent from paris who is just amazing at every like just a savant when it comes to music um this one just the production wise production wise is just amazing he sings on this one where he doesn't sing on all of them but like his voice is also really great so i don't know why he chooses to sing on some and some other ones but if i were to recommend a song on vincent the album i did in the spotlight it would be let's live it's a great song that's good, yeah. I've listened a handful of times, and the beginning song really does it for me. You told it? me you fell asleep on the plane. <laughs> I did. Multiple I times. get. I'm getting a, a theme of him falling asleep on planes. You fall asleep in spotlights. I fall asleep on planes. That's too often. I fall asleep to Daphne. Often. It's so loud. But yeah, I I really like his sound. What's the opening track called? I can't remember, but that one really did it for me, and it was like kind of flirting with this list, but it kind of it didn't make it. But what's the what does FKJ stand for again? French kiwi juice. Yeah, is it actually? Yeah, it's like you know, it's like I'm sure there are many bands that they, they you know they they have a band name and it kind of sticks, and then like you know you're kind of you're kind of stuck in that you know I'm sure a lot there's a lot of regret when it comes to when it comes I to band cannot name, so. change kiwi juice kiwi French juice kiwi juice he, well he's very French um way out is really good Santana greener I can All go right. on like it's yeah. a great album that just one of those like electronic European albums that kind of go under the radar but it's a it's a sonically a great listen if you have good headphones Rob's really loving his spotlights man you're loving these spotlights I'm a, I'm a huge fan of this new uh avenue we've taken the spotlights are great yeah so I'll be completely honest here I thought this was a sort of old album that didn't come out this year no no it came out in April I think oh so early this year because yeah. I listened to it but I didn't expect you to have anything on this because okay. i thought it was like last year no, no but i really enjoy the album i love him he's one of the biggest surprises we've ever seen live so really cool awesome okay number seven for me we're talking about spotlights we have surf curse with self-portrait which if you're a fan of two sweet reviews we just put out a spotlight what was it six days ago 23rd or something uh this song was on in the background so it's surf curse they're like an indie rock band i don't think they're anything crazy special like there's nothing that you haven't heard before but if you're a fan of the genre is like anything you always like to hear uh like a, a a different band a different approach how how they're gonna uh deliver and this song kills it for me like it's uh it was between this one unwell and sugar i think they're all like great songs but this one ended up number one for me and i think you should listen um we talked a little bit as well. Uh, they're like a, a band on the up and up, and I totally agree with that. I think they're a few songs away from this one being a huge hit, but uh, maybe their next one will uh, send them higher. Absolutely, man. Those three songs are killer for me. I didn't mm. love the album, but those three songs are great. Mm. Um, if I'm doing a comparison for a band that I loved in like my high school years, uh, they sound like brand new to me. Yeah. I don't know if you guys listen to them at yep. all, but like that's it. They just especially these songs it's it's brand new and they were one of my favorite bands when i was in my uh high school early 20s type thing so mm -hmm. this really had a nostalgia feel to me even though it's a brand new band love that and i feel like this is like you know this is like greta van fleet and you think of people that like, like led zeppelin and they go you know this is the sound i used to love so is that nostalgia this to me like you said like brand new like this to me is like high school rock so to bring this to like the forefront of 2022 
and still to make good music with this old sound. Like it's just so nice to hear. You know, this is still this can still be good music in this setting. You know, mm -hmm. so I you know I really really enjoyed. Uh, yeah, so first they're great. This kind of music is making a comeback to me, too. Sugar though, right? is sugar's awesome. Yeah, I, I would I personally would have picked Sugar over this, but like yeah. I love both. They're like one A, one B. Yeah, I was uh, I was debating there on what to write down. I think I actually, no, I wrote on Will and crossed it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, number five. Holy fuck! No, number six. Okay. Uh, shout out to our uh, friend of the pod, Brian Collins. He'll love this choice. Uh, Bad Habit by Steve Lacey. Very nice. So I didn't really like this album. But damn, if this ain't a catchy song, man. Uh, I usually shy away from stuff that stays on Billboard charts. But, I mean, there's, you know, this one's deservedly good. And I always like, you know, we've only done this one year. But I do like to always shout out a good popular music song. And I do really love this song. Catchy. And you know if Lonnie Lee's an R&B song? That's got to be a damn good song. <laughs> like, that's that's crazy. But, you know, it's like, to me, this is like when you see, like, the um, people coming up and just, like, this is like the new generation. Like these guys are coming up. This is like the sound going forward. You know, so it's yeah, it's great. Steve Lacey is is one of a kind, very creative talent. His the whole album is really good. The music video is just like his whole like character is just no, it's it was really good. No, I agree. Yeah, so a bit of disagreement here. I didn't like this one. <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally <laughs> here we go. Want this? They want the yeah. I, I mean, I guess it was popular and it's catchy, and I can't debate that. But just something about it didn't do it for me. Like, I almost felt like it was a bit of a joke song, like the way he sings and like delivers the lyrics. But like I said, it blew up. Fucking millions of people loved it. So who am I to say? But it just didn't resonate with me. You're a member of TSR. You're allowed to say whatever you want. Fucking right. It has one third value, so it's it means something. So yeah, my uh, my number six is from an album that I put in my top five, and uh, let me put it in his top one. Uh, Always lottery noises. This is an album that I think we've talked about. Like it's hard to really pick a top song on this album. Like there's a lot of really good stuff. I picked lottery noises because I felt that Molly like really showcased her voice in that one. You know what I mean? It was very hypnotic, and then she just like starts hitting those really high, powerful notes and holds it, the held note. Like that stuff is so good, and just like laid back indie rock sound with a really strong vocal performance. That was a that was a, that was a big uh, standard for me, and that's my uh, number six. Like that, you know, one thing I can say about Always, like they just toured with the Strokes, right, or recently before COVID, I think. I listened to the Strokes for about fifteen years, album through album through. Didn't know the name of any song, just like short, sweet, like similar sounding. And I come out, and they're one of my favorite bands. I don't know what any of the fucking songs called. Yeah, yeah, no last, yeah, no last night. This is similar for me. Like I'm, I'm not even sure what song you're talking about, but it's among the stretch of the back fist. Right? Yeah, it says it's second. Something telling when she starts like just she's kind of letting go. It's the second last. The instrumentation is kind of like lean, like leaning back, and she's kind of like leaning in. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's that's what, that was like the punctuation mark for me for that album. Like when she started just like really like letting go on that one. So. It's a great track, but I'll talk about the best one later. <laughs> Spoiler. All right, this one's going to surprise Lundy. Might get a high five from Roz. Um, Arctic Monkeys, Body Paint. Oh! So it wasn't huge on the album, but damn, is there's not a few good songs on there. Yeah, no. And Body Paint has this slow start. Doo, 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 Sounds doo, like the whole album. <laughs> yeah, and it's all about... It's all about the lead singer here. He kills it, and just really enjoy that one. What else can I say? Like he shines through. There's nothing to say about Alex Turner that already hasn't been said. He is a rock god, man. He's one of the best. Mm -hmm. Just a great songwriter, great talent, great performer. Yeah, the only I feel like the only criticism is that everyone's so aware of his talent. They're like, just fucking go harder because they know he can do it. You know what I mean? Like well, he's, he's holding it back because it's what they want to do. But you know he has the potential to do so much more. You know, it's funny. Like they were, uh, I was seeing um, interview with Zach Lowe, the guy with iTunes Music or whatever, yeah, yeah. Uh, Apple Music, Apple. and he uh, had an interview with Alex Turner, and Alex Turner was like, "Man, we played Are You Mine as the closer for two years when we did uh, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino tour, and he's like, and we were all revved up to go into the studio and make another AM, and then we got in the studio, we're like." Nah, they've grown. They've evolved yeah. past it, right? 
So I mean, they're they're trying to make different music. I appreciate it. I I love this song. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really good. And you can't force like creativity. Like if they are if they don't want to make stadium rock, then they can't. You can't force this stuff. You know, if this is the sound they wanted, like you know, at least now we know. At least we as fans know like this is the direction they're kind of going. So we have an expectation. So we're not going to be let down. And then maybe we'll just like we'll just grow to love that kind of stuff. So yeah. The other cool way to look at it too is they're still together. You know, and they're still yeah, and they're all so collectively they're collectively enjoying this. And, and a pivoting yeah. of sound didn't yeah, like you're saying, like the pivoting the sound to a different direction didn't like break the band up. It must have been like a like a like a like a joint effort to, you know, go that way. So yeah, that's good. It's a good way to look at it. Number five from my number five album, again by Sorry. Uh, I use this word in my review and I can't think of a better way to explain it. The guitar work is sublime. It is perfect. I said this on the previous podcast. Everything about this song makes me want to dig into the discography, listen to this album again, and have hope for the future that they're going to make more good stuff. Uh, just one of my favorite songs. Or learn how to play that guitar. <laughs> Trying. I feel like they are one album away from really blowing up. Like, are they on like, are they on tour with any like big band? Like they, uh, I, you know, they have the they're UK, right? So I think it's just they just did a US tour, right? So there's there's a base. They have a fan base. Yeah, I think they're, you know, to kind of compare it to Always, I think they're in the anti-socialites stage where they're just like, you need one more big album. You need a breakout album. Yeah, They got a fan base for sure. And they have a sound. It's all there. So it's, again, another band. We we go in, don't know who they are, and we're seeing this, and we'll see them blow up, which is great. And hopefully we can see them live, go full circle. So, yeah, number five for me. Off another top five album, and my favorite song from the album is, and this is still the biggest earworm in my head, After Midnight by Phoenix. Just this song to me just brings me back to like the old school Phoenix, just like the the wordplay, the lyrics. It's like it's just such a catchy, fun, like the ooh and all that shit. You know, like I'm not doing it justice, but it just I it's like probably one of my God most listened to songs of the year for sure. It's if I was gonna be completely like personal, like put like my own spin on it, like I listen to the song constantly every day. It's really good. I think I'm just like really happy that Phoenix didn't blow it. I think <laughs> I'm just like really in a like good mood about it. But you know, after midnight is um is a is a great song for me. So number five. Yeah, I love that solid album. Mm-hmm. Nothing to add here. You were the uh the Vampire Weekend. That was your song, right? Tonight by uh, yeah, but I also like their opening track Alpha Zulu more than that one's good too. One. They got yeah. a couple of really good ones. I love the uh, it's uh, it sounds like uh, hua <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the, the Al Pacino uh, oh, yeah. hua hua Oh, that's Alpha Zulu, yeah, 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 yeah. God, it's so good. But yeah, no, that's great. All right, number five for me is a song we've been listening to for a while actually because it was a single out last year um up granville by peach pit man nice love this song i don't know what else to say like these guys have such a like cool chill um indie rock delivery there's nothing special about what they're doing like simple in this case funny lyrics and they just deliver and i i'd love to see them live because i bet you'd be such a nice like sing-along type show and this one stuck around for me, man. I love this song, and I've been listening to it for about a year and a half now. I keep, uh, I keep like tagging like K Rock and Iceberg Alley and like stuff with uh, Peach Pit. I'm like, bring these guys here. They're Canadian. Like, yeah. come on. Like, they're like a good old like Vancouver boys, right? Yeah, they're, like, yeah, West they're Coast Vancouver boys. boys. Yeah, yeah. But they just have the best guitar riffs, man. They're they're just so nice. Um, yeah. Uh, favorite part about Peach Pit is just. I think it was like our first review we've ever posted online. Was it, was it uh, Peach Pit or Middle Kids? But they were like right there, like when we Peach Pit was the first one. Our Instagram. They Peach were Pit like was the, the first one, and yeah. like all our friends were super supportive, and like it was it was a interesting one because it hooked so many of them. Yeah, they were all. We, we, I still get people, it sometimes, yeah, being like, "Man, Peach Pit's so good." Yeah, yeah. 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 I've had, so, yeah, people reach out. We, yeah, we do so much obscure, inaccessible shit. Yeah, this is like. Yeah. Uh, the common air, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, anybody can throw this on. And it's like, like a digestible sound, you know, like it's just like yeah, it's fun, it's good music, right? Well, you know? yeah. So yeah, <laughs> number four for me off an album. I also want to shout out uh, the yeah yeah yeah's cool it down. This is uh, spitting off the edge of the world. 
the opening track off the album. Just, man, Karen O is incredible. She just is fascinating in terms of how she delivers vocals. That, like, needle drop into the course. Oh, chef's kiss, man. Beautiful song. And let's not, you know, speak ill of Perfect Genius, who I saw this, oh, this yeah, past yeah. summer and he came to Halifax. Like, a, an amazing performer like Lloyd, but he just adds such a nice touch to that to that song yeah that's a that's a fantastic track that's a very good short album like was it like 35 minutes i don't even know if it touches 30 i think it's 28 minutes maybe that was it i had it i had it on my short list for my top five but and it's eight songs when it's when an album like that this is my problem with that album is that when you have an album that short any any uh sway at all kind of like screws it up yeah Mm -hmm. like if you have an eight song album or a seven song album and one sucks like your ratio is off now, you know what I mean. So you got to be really. But I enjoyed a lot of that album. That song was definitely, yeah, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. Perfume, she had a perfume genius, unreal live show. So my uh, my number four, is it my turn. Sure is, buddy. So my number four comes from my number one. Ooh. And this song kind of encapsulates what I was trying to say about how he's he his his album is but it's a message, you know. It's not about having a good time. It's about you know having something to say. And this is a uh, heart part five. Have you guys seen the video for this song? Mm-hmm. You yep. see all the deep fakes? Yep. Going, oh my God. It's just like this, this song, like production wise, the sound selection is so good. His flow is amazing. It's a long song, not taking a breath, covering a myriad of topics. And it's just like it perfectly just to me describes like what he was going for with that album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not actually on the album. I was going to say it's it not is, on, the, it's album. on the, album. the album. No, it's not. It's on the Spotify. <laughs> It was released like the it's definitely not on the album. album. I it not... is definitely released this year, so good for you. I will not edit this. <laughs> it is not on the album. It's not. No. Is it it's... because he didn't even put the album or any of his songs up for Grammys? But this song is up for all the Grammys. Yeah, he put it out like a day before the album was gonna drop. So why is it with the video and everything? Why is it here? It's it's not on the album. It's not. I stand by my. It's still out this year. I you're stand. Still, oh, you're still qualified. I stand by song number four. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. There's no. The song is amazing. Just not on your number one album. Listen, Spotify. Yeah. Listen, Spotify. <laughs> we I was looking a, over at Reed. I was like, <laughs> Are we both thinking the same thing here? <laughs> Spotify. We have ten hot episodes here, and you were sending me lies. Anyway, still. Great song. Not on your album. I'm going to have some choice of words with uh, Spotify after this, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's exactly what I was like talking about when it came to the, uh, when it came to the album, but still in the same uh, spectrum of what he was going for. So yeah, great song. Love that. It is crazy. It kind of, c- kind of makes you think where like videos and everything are going to go in the next 10 years. Deep with fakes all the deep fakes are and, terrifying. Yeah. It's scary. It's scary. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I think it's, probably my favorite out of what he put out this year like i think it i would agree with you that it's his best kendrick song it's just not on the album um yeah Ross. allegedly but yeah no it's uh it had me so hyped for the album that maybe it's what made the album a little bit of a letdown for me Interesting thank take. god this is top 10 songs and not top five albums <laughs> still holds merit read all okay number four the smile with open the floodgates this to me is just right in line with old Radiohead classics. Um, I know there's quite a bit of difference in general, but just that slow piano opening. I think I explained it earlier, like drift off into space and think about something else. And I listened to the album th- through a bunch of times in preparation for this. And this one just stands out. It's a killer song. And what was I going to say? Beauty. Yeah, I think this and Speech Bubbles are the most radio heady radio head mm-hmm. songs on the album. Mm-hmm. But do you see like the like like the theme here? It's like radio heady. Like that's what we're like. That's what we want. That's what, that's we, what want, we want, right? Yeah. So it's it's hard not to be. It's hard not to. Be. I know. It's I just don't understand. It's like you guys branching off and doing a podcast with someone else without me. Two sweet reviews, but spelled T W O. I uh, still think my favorite is smoke, but yeah, that's not most. I like same thing. Number three. From my number two album, The Only Heartbreaker by Mitski. I had very much a struggle to pick a song from this album. This is the one that set with me. Uh, feels like I'm in like a GTA game. It's like ABBA. Like, I just want to drive. I don't know what it is. I think her vocals are amazing. 
And I kind of think it's a cool spin on like the failed relationship type thing. Like you always see these, uh, the sad person that got like broken up with writing songs. And she's like, yeah, I, I broke up with you. I don't like you anymore. And like, here's, here's a song about that. And I think it's cool. It's just innovative, right? I noticed that in this album. She kind of was like, I can be a piece of shit too. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not the victim. I also suck. Yeah. I also suck in relationships and I will sing about it, you know? So it's not, a, it's not like a pity party. So no, so I definitely, good. definitely noticed that when I was listening to that album. So that's good. It's good. Take. Like the anti Olivier Rodrigo. Yeah. I was going to say Taylor Swift, but that's too. Yeah. There you go. Karma yeah. is a cat in your lap. Car- karma. Karma is a cat in your lap. Can't believe you chose Karma. If you fucking got Karma in your top Reed, three. I was telling Reed earlier, uh, that was like uh, in the top five. It's the number one song on her album, top five, like Rolling Stone or something. Yeah, because fucking every Taylor Swift fan got cats. Yeah. He doesn't like cats. Are we going to do cats versus dog? Are we going to split our audience here? To cats versus dogs? I hate cats, man. Cats are weird. <laughs> See, I like cats, but cats are weird. No, he said, I hate cats. Cats are weird. I have cats. But do you like them or do you hate them? Put the microphone into your mouth and tell the people. I don't dislike them, but I don't really like them either. So you're, ne- you're neutral on cats? So you can have. You can, you can train them. You, like, well, cats, maybe like, cats are neutral on you. They can't get better. <laughs> they just are. Like Maybe cats are just neutral on you. It's like they jump up on the table, get off the table. Like, there's no. That you the don't kid? get on the table anymore because they're getting back up there. That's it. They have no respect. No respect. No respect. My number three is an album that I truly did enjoy, but I didn't think. The song list. From an album, I said. This is a song from an album (laughs) that I truly enjoyed, but I don't believe the album as a whole will crack my top five. But this is Chaise Lange. Talk about like. Just perfectly weird. Just a weird deadpan. Like you you were saying straight to the point. They're just saying it. They're just saying what they want to say. There's no, there's not, you don't read between the lines. Would you like someone to butter your muffin? <laughs> want to drink some warm beer in my fucking dressing room? Dressing room, like after the show. Remember what that guy said? I'm going to give you a little more shit on this one. Number three song? Yeah, because it came out like August 2021. It's really old. So that's like not on, wait, is it's on the album. You definitely got it this time, but they released it as a single before they even had an album wrote. Yeah, that doesn't count though. I just like. Is that why you didn't pick it? I I just like giving you shit. You picked Wet Dream. It was one of the final chopping blocks for me. Like, yeah, it's good. Same thing I said about the album. Like, like butter your muffin and all this stuff. Like, it's funny at first, but you listen to it a hundred times. You're like, all right, butter your muffin. Do you like muffins? I love muffins. You like this is actually one of my least favorite songs on the album. Yeah, really, it's really catchy. But I, I agree with Reed in that, like, some of the lyrics just don't age well. I think there's more. To me, it's like this is like this is their personality. This is what they do. Their this stick. is their thing. Yeah, right? yeah. This is what probably like got them to like let's just, like make music. This is how fucking weird we are, right? Remi- reminds me of Reptilia from The Strokes a little bit. Great song. But they didn't know names of songs from The Strokes. I know that one. <laughs> All right. Things are getting contentious here in uh, top three of uh, songs. We've, we've uh, had. That's a... not from that year. That's not even on the album. If you've noticed, our our cups are filling and and lowering multiple times. That song came out before the year twenty twenty. You're gonna have to do some magic cutting. I mean, some of some some singles always do, but this one's particular. I'm just gonna dub my voice over your guys' mouths, saying that was the best song. Okay, Charlie Brown. What do you you think? All right, okay, number three, Kendrick Lamar, N95. So actually, on the album. <laughs> Actually, on are we the doing album. songs from the album of 2022? We're <laughs> we doing best songs 2022. Okay, okay. This song's so sweet. The message is is awesome. It's like put your phone away, put your jewelry away, like all the shit you have, all the material stuff, and what are you left with? I think it's a great message, and his rapping is impeccable, and I love it. Hey man, you nailed it. It's definitely from 2022. Definitely, and it's definitely on the album. Definitely. Thank God. Number two for Lundy, the actual best song on Always album, Belinda Says. This is so good. It's so layered. And shout out to, uh, I got to look at this. Uh, 
Belinda Carlisle, Heaven is a Place on Earth. Is that what it's? It references that. Heaven is a place on Earth. So is that what Belinda said? Yeah, but but what uh, Bali turns it around on is if heaven's a place on Earth, then so is hell. And she's just like, she's Rose and Belinda. But it's a tribute, too, because she loves the Go-Go's. So I've read a a bit about this song. Belinda's like, I don't know what to think about this. But I love it. It's just like, as much as they've turned up the sound on the album, they also turn it up mid-song. It's like really distorted, heavy in the initial. And then like the third course, they turn it up even higher. It's just like great song. Really good. Love this, it. This is one of those moments where it's like the album itself, there's so many good songs. Like every song could be deconstructed and kind of explained as like the best song. Every song has like such a good aspect to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I think everything that is Blue Rev is in this song. That's I mean, my opinion. It's a good take. I like, they make a damn good like song. That's the case. Yeah. I don't have too much to add. Like, it's part of the bunch that is really good. Yeah. We all <laughs> we all put the album too in the top five. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, we all yeah, put it. Moving on. My number two. All right, guys. We're getting spicy here. My number two is Yeah, Yeah, Yes, Speeding Out the Edge of the World. Love it. Number two. The album itself, like I kind of touched on it earlier. It was really, I was really high on the album. But again, if you have a short album, you can't miss. You can't miss. And there's a couple, there's a song, is it Wolf or what's it called, where it just kind of cuts off. It just cuts off mid like melody. And it's, anyway. Bothers you? I won't get into it. But. The uh the initial synth note hitting in this so song, so good I is like my favorite two second clip of any song of the year when that just kicks in and you're like all right this is where we're going but then it goes from this kind of loud bassy synth and just like a quiet kind of vocal perfume genius comes in gives his kind of thing very like light emotion you know light kind of uh, structure to it and then it just like kicks in again it's just like a fantastic song so yeah number two. Love it, two boys, both in top five. Was it? No, I had, yeah, I had, top, I had number four. Four. The, to me, and I know this one holds uh, dear for us all. It reminds me of "Eventually" by Tame Impala. Yeah, it has a kind. It of... has that like needle drop where everything like if you're watching them live, all the lights shut. Yeah, and then boom, it just yeah, yeah, it's just a it's perfect. I'm just a sucker really for good. contrast, like really loud instrumentation synths with like a quiet like really good vocal yeah and then yeah the, the two of them kind of go back and forth yeah it's that song is so damn good i respect this choice i love this choice and it was on the album it was definitely on the yeah, album it was the number one song on the album i think uh think so. could mess that one up it's about time you got one right okay number two the actual actual best song on always let's <laughs> <laughs> just explain like Completely proven our after the earthquake. I don't know what to say, man. Like this, this one was playing the album through. One, two were pretty good, and number three came on, and just like, okay, I really got to give this album a listen. Like it's, uh, it's fantastic, and I, I keep going back to it. I keep putting it on, keep putting it on. It's the best part of the album for me, and that's where I stand. It's like super fast, uh, nice upbeat. Her voice is great, and yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah, even though this is like my. My favorite album of the year. Um, this is the highlight of the early part of the album for me. Mm-hmm. Love this song. The back half is better for me than the front half, but this is like one and two are really good, like you said. But like, this is a fucking great song. Mm-hmm. Love it. So good. There's so many. Like, yes. my it's number one album of the year. My close to one was Very Online Guy. <laughs> very Online I Guy. I love Very Online Guy. Bros is Very Online yeah, Guy. Yeah, I love it. It's like the like, every like to hit reply. <laughs> And like all the pictures, <laughs> I love it. He's like, he's a very online guy. Yeah. He's a very online guy. guy. <laughs> love it, love it. Great, great pick. Are we at number one? We're at number one, boys. Holy We're fuck! On. We're at number one. All right, I have. Uh, we touched we on this go. on the albums already, but if anyone pays attention and reads our reviews i called this song as not only the best song of the year but my favorite song of the last five years back in march simulation swarm by big thief you did say that i think this song is amazing linker kills the lyrics it's just so captivating it's so emotional and then like this acoustic electric over a simplistic drum kit beat oh man everything about that song is amazing yeah, I mean, 
I know I'm lost in my kind of uh, explaining like the roads and the detours and all that stuff, but that was a, a really, really good song. And they're a very talented band. You know, mm-hmm. they were a lot of filler, but yeah, they had a lot of really good stuff. And um, yeah, I, I just simply remember reading your review and you saying how much praise you had for that song. So awesome. Don't yeah, they that. hit a stretch with the traffic lights there, Ross. <laughs> yeah, they went to the gas station with uh, You Can Pump It Yourself. Yeah, not much to add. I, I gushed over, if you listen to the first episode, I gushed over the album. And this is one of like uh, pl- several in contention for best song of the year. So I agree with you, Lundy. Love it. Number one. Boom. Yeah. Um, My number one might come as a bit of a surprise, but it's a uh, bad habit. By Steve Lacey. <laughs> Give it to him, Reed. Give it to him, Reed. Give it to him, Reed. <laughs> Follow up. Because he did say he did not like it at all. <laughs> and when he said it, we'll play this back. I would go like this. I go like, whoa. Like, like oh, crunchy. it's going to make great grand content. crunchy, man. Of, of Reed telling me that this song wasn't good, and then you'd be like, <laughs> and my like, number one like, song is like, bad. like, this is my this is my fucking number one song. What the what the fuck? Listen, guys, this is the thing. This is the future. The song has like three songs in it. He switches up over three times. Yeah, maybe it's a bit strange that he's singing Saul, but it's just it's unique. And what he's doing, it's there's a reason why it's a hit. It's unique. He's a very talented musician. He initially wasn't even a singer. He was a guitarist. Yeah, for the internet. You know I mean, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like he just mega talent come out, had this giant hit, and for good reason. It's just unique great performance and uh to me i believe that is the number one song of 2022 and i think a million people would agree with me just just before we let reed dig in here i i do have to say i love the crossover between him playing guitar like this bluesy guitar with the r&b beat yeah. that is one of my favorite parts of the song it's so sick but uh yeah i mean i gave it i think six or seven or whatever but uh reed yeah. please yeah, uh please album. roast okay okay so my biggest surprise of the day was push a t my biggest disappointment. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just I, pff, I already kind of ripped it down. It's just so it more, strange rip, rip and it down. Rip it. This is what the people want. It's just so strange. Like strange uh, is good. We love strange here at TSR. We love strange stuff. Fucking strange as fuck. It's it strange. Seems like over a, here. It seems like a joke song to me. I don't know. Like, are you becoming like the like the the Abe Simpson? Yeah, old man. It'll happen. Like, well, absolutely I was, hip, I was with it and then what with it change that was scary to me <laughs> this isn't the strokes number one eh wow it's a good song he's very talented he's very very talented and he's gonna go really far and just having a unique sound bringing it forward like we need to sw- we need to shake this stuff up and that's just I understand why it's a hit and why it resonates so well. Are you the reason it's on the Billboard charts? I made some calls. <laughs> I just hope it is not actually the future. I hope it's not. I wish I knew. Come on. It could be oh, yeah. worse. Yeah, sure. R&B. All right, break it to us, Reed. Give us the real number one. The real number one. The real twin. Imagine if he said bad habit. What a switch. What a fucking switch up. <laughs> What's worth? Okay, so I'm going to a little precursor. So last year... I gave Kanye my number one, and who? Who's that? Canceled. I had, but um, was he? If I had to go back, it would not be my number one anymore. This one, I have no doubt, is my number one, and is gonna stand the test of time, and stay number one. It's the only song that gave me chills the first time I listened to it, and still listening to it now, I gotta take a step back and say, God damn, this is beautiful, and it's changed by Big Thief. Love it. I still remember where I was when I listened to the first time. I was driving up the shitty camp road at work, and I hadn't listened to the album yet, so I threw on number one, and, like, immediately just grabbed me. It gives me Neil Young vibes from, like, his good shit in the 70s, from, like, Harvest and stuff. And it's, like, so emotional. She went through a breakup, and it might be a little bit too long, but it's it's my favorite. It's been my favorite all year. And it, like, earlier today... I had this on the paper. Number one, Big Thief Change. It was there. With the rest of them still the right yeah. out, swear to God. It was the the overwhelming number one. Yeah. And that's it. That yeah. Sense. yeah, I mean, uh, I started my list the exact same way with Simulations Form. Yeah. 
I think it speaks to what Linker is able to do as a songwriter and the band is able to do as a band. Mm-hmm. Big Thief are amazing. I mean, you've already touched on what I didn't like about the album, but there's songs in there that are absolutely incredible. This is simply one of them. It is so damn emotional. It tugs at every single heartstring you have going. I mean, there is simply no one in this world that cannot relate to this song. Mm-hmm. It is so well done. It's mm-hmm. orchestrated beautifully. The biggest thing with these two choices is that if you go back and read that review, you both gush over that album, like those songs. Like the good of the album, you guys both gush. Like you could read yours, mm-hmm. and you said it in the and that that would be like in, th- in the last five years, and you as well. You, you know, you you made your case, and you know, I'm very sure that if they cut a bunch of that, that we'd all be singing its praises. It'd probably be the top one for all of us. It would certainly be in my mm-hmm. top five if they had just made the Lundy cut. Yeah. They still could. It's there. It's a beautiful album, man. It's beautiful. just like there's no question that they're just one of the best bands going. I mean, creative choices. You almost got to leave it to them. I mean, there there's a reason they're so good. I mean, you can't fault them for wanting to go in all these directions and yeah. give it a shot. But it just speaks to how good they are that me and Reed both have the number one song by the same band from the same album, and it's not the same song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned it. I touched in my review. Like, there's several songs out there that deal with the subject of change, and change is, is huge in life and is the only constant, the classic uh, phrase. But, like, you got Tupac with change, Blind Melon with change. I, there's, there's others too, but this is just another one. And, it, like, like Lundy said, everybody can relate to the, to the subject or topic. And I still listen to it and kind of get the goosebump effect. So, and to take a topic that's so, like, it's such a such a like a standard topic change. Like they've they've mm-hmm. been talking about change forever. To take a, a concept like that and to make it something new and to, to resonate so well, it's just a testament to how good the song is. Right. So yeah, sir. Awesome. Great fucking choice. Great choice, guys. Thank really good. Thank How many songs have you played? You do Zephyr Rose. All right, guys. Two seat reviews here. We hope you enjoyed our uh our uh, top five albums, top ten songs of the year, twenty twenty two. Come a long way since twenty twenty one. Hope you've seen the progress we've made, and we're very excited for the future to see what we have in store for you guys. So I uh, hope you enjoyed this, boys. As always, very nice. All right, guys. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs>